0: I come to Moorville. Some people watch birds. I watch clouds. Sometimes it's the same thing as when the buzzards soar on a rising thermal above the garden, or the swifts and house martins chase high flying gnats on a summer's day. But mostly it's just clouds I watch, the hard edge of a retreating cumulo nimbus. The thin veil of cirrostratus as a warm front comes in, the halo of rainbow coloured ice crystals around the moon in a mackerel sky. In winter, the clouds run down from the north and the east, from the open land beyond the garden. In spring, they come bowling up the valley from the southwest, their shadows scudding across the hillside, the fields darkening and brightening with their passage. I came here to make a garden. In the red earth, I find fragments of blue and white willow-patterned china, white marble floor tiles, rusted iron nails, a litter of broken clay pipes in the flower beds, their air holes stopped with soil. Opaque slivers of medieval glass, blue as snowmelt. "'flat wedges of earthenware dishes with notched rims "'and looping patterns of cream and brown. "'Who drank from that cup? "'Who smoked that pipe? "'Who looked through that window? "'Did they stand as I stand now, "'watching the clouds on the hillside? "'Angles and Romans, Cornovii and Normans, "'monks and soldiers, herdsmen and farmers,' Millwrights, iron founders, carpet makers and railwaymen, they came this way too, following the valley up from the river, looking for land, iron, work, a home, the hillside brightening and darkening with their ebb and flow. Only the land remains, and the land remembers, in crop mark and hollow way, ridge and furrow, bell pit and Roman road, turnpike and stew I first came to Morville in the dark, felt rather than saw that same high horizon and that round bowl of land. Driving down from Hollyhead Ferry in a winter dusk, I made a detour off the old A5 south of Shrewsbury. Night had fallen before I reached Morville. The hairpin bend at the turn to Ludlow was as sharp as it appeared on the map and there, by the light of the headlamps, were the gate piers to the hall. I left the car at the end of the drive and walked down the avenue to the house, my feet feeling for the road in the blackness. Emerging from the trees, I was conscious of open space curving away from me and of the dark bulk of the hall beyond. I kept my distance, half-embarrassed, half unwilling to be seduced by this new place. I stood instead looking across the lawn at the illuminated windows on the first floor, at the light streaming from the narrow embrasures of the turret stair. I could see two pavilions, one on either side, joined to the main house by high curving walls. In the light from the windows the outline of cupolas "'was just visible, "'with a glint of filigree ironwork "'from the weather vanes above. "'To the right, "'the untenanted house, "'dark, "'its windows yielding nothing. "'To the left, "'a high wooded horizon, "'black against the first stars. "'Water rushed somewhere below. "'And then, "'high up, behind me, "'a clock struck the three-quarters.' Two bells, combined in a musical phrase of two notes, one high and one low, repeated three times, their softly muffled sound drifting out into the darkened valley. A church? I had not expected that.